Hey, what up? Let's do this. This is Antonio, and this is episode 99. In this episode, you're getting an inside look at a training I did that's all about how to protect your time and energy at work. Did you hear me? How to protect your time and energy at work. You're going to absolutely love this. Before we get into it, hey, each week I send out motivational text messages to get your mind right. If you want these, just send me a text message right now to 310-564-7124. That's 310-564-7124. That number is in the show notes. And hey, I have this amazing weekly newsletter that people love. It's called Five Things I'm Excited About. And guess what? It's about five things I'm excited about. If you want access to that to show up in your inbox each week, go to the show notes to sign up. All right, that's it. Let's get to episode 99. Welcome to the Antonio Nev Show, where I remind you each week that no matter where you stand today, your story isn't over yet. The best is ahead. I'm your host, Antonio Neves. I'm the author of Stop Living on Autopilot and a Success Coach. Today is a very special episode because I'm sharing with you a special training I hosted to teach leaders how to protect their time and energy at work. So if you want good vibes and don't want drama at the office, you definitely want to listen to this episode. We're going to identify how to identify what's most important. We're going to talk about protecting your personal space and time, how to set boundaries, how to communicate boundaries, how to say no, and so much more. I just know you're going to love this episode. Hey, please know that I did this training live on video, so you're going to hear me reference certain things that you can't see, like the chat box or something on the screen. Don't worry about that. Just listen. You'll still get value out of all of this. It's going to be a fantastic listen with a lot of lessons. Let me know what you think. But without further ado, let's get into the training. All right, here is our agenda for the day, the key things we're going to talk about so you can protect your time and you can protect your energy. We're going to dig into how you can identify what's most important. We're going to talk about the the importance of your personal time and space. We're going to talk about meeting boundaries. If you're anything like a lot of my clients, you have meetings nonstop and they're wearing you out. We're going to talk about how you can establish some boundaries. We're going to talk about how you can communicate boundaries. We're going to talk about relationship boundaries, and we're going to talk about how we can say no. So how about we start here first? Because everything we're talking about so far is like what the organization can do, the things we can do at our our company, right? But first things first, we have to start with us. We have to start with us first, and we have to set the tone for our life. And over the course of many years, I've realized that if I want to have a good day, maybe even a great day, something that will allow me to protect my time, my energy, and my peace, some key things must happen. You see what's amazing within organizations in our life, it seems like we only want to dig in to figure things out once they go wrong. But what I want you to do is say, hey, when things are going fantastic, 
when things are going great, what is happening? So I've identified five key things that if I do these things every day, odds are I'm going to have a good day, maybe even a great day. Here are my top five right here. And as I'm reading these to you, I want you to share some of those key things for you that if you do them on a regular basis, it leads to you having a good day, maybe even a great day. I know that if I sweat every single day, odds are I'm going to have a good day. That protects my energy, my peace, et cetera. I know if I meditate every day, sometimes for just as little as 10 minutes, that's going to be a game changer for me. I know if I connect with a friend, someone I care about, I hear their voice. We do a FaceTime video or something. Czar, I'm going to have a good day. I know that if I learn something, if I educate myself on a daily basis with a podcast, with an audio book, with something on YouTube, with a LinkedIn course, things that don't cost anything, odds are I'm going to have a good day. And I know that if I finish something on a daily basis, odds are it is going to be a good day. Day. So I want you to think about right now, what are some of those key things for you, those, those three to five things that if you do them every single day, the odds are it's going to lead to you having a good day, maybe even a great day. What we're talking about right here is being able to set the tone, to set the tone for our day, to set the tone for our life. Very few people do this, right? Let me tell you real quick about a few things that I never regret. I never regret working out. I never regret reading a book. I've never said once in my life, man, I wish I didn't go to bed early last night. (laughs) I've never said to myself, man, I wish I drank more last night, right? So I want you to identify what those key things are for you. Okay, let's get into this right here. What I want you to do so you can protect your time, your energy, and your peace, what I want you to do is to identify what's most important. Having been a success coach for over 10 years now, I'm blown away by how many amazingly talented, smart people very rarely will they identify what's most important in their day, in their life, etc. What I want to remind people all the time is to not to go with the flow. So many people are like, I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm going to go with the flow. If you go with the flow, you can end up absolutely anywhere. I hear so many people say, I'm just going to wing it. But let me tell you something, a pro tip, winging it is easy when you are well prepared. I'm going to tell you something that's basic, but that is extremely important. And that is, it is absolutely critical. It is absolutely critical to plan your day. I know that's basic, but far few people ever do that. They just wake up and start going. And what I've learned over the course of my life is that if you fail to plan, you've heard this before, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. So many people are guilty of this. If you have people on your team that you work with who are struggling right now, odds are they are not planning well. If you have people in your life, if you happen to be a parent and things aren't going well in their life, in their school, etc., odds are they are failing to plan. A quick pro tip. Again, this is basic, but we don't talk about it enough. And that's this. Plan the night before. 
When you wake up after knowing you planned everything the night before, you can attack the day with a purpose, with an energy that you otherwise would not otherwise. And what I invite you to do when you plan for what's most important is to identify what's most important today. Identify what's most important this week. Identify what's most important this month, this quarter, this year, etc. The reason why I'm asking you to identify those things is because when you're focused, distractions look absolutely different. Let me say that again. When you are focused, distractions look absolutely different. When you know what's most important for your day and then all of a sudden a big flurry of emails come in or a whole bunch of uh, Slack messages come in or your internal messaging system, when you know what's most important, you can karate chop those things away because they may be important to someone else, but they're not important to you. Preach. Somebody say amen for a quick second. And while we're talking about email for a second, here's just a quick reminder for all of us. Get ready. Buckle up. Your inbox is not your to-do list. Your inbox, your email inbox is not your to-do list. I know so many people who base their day, that base the tone based on what comes in. And that is because they have not set the tone, the right tone for their day. Once again, your email inbox is not your to-do list. And now here, another quick reminder. And this reminder comes from one of my favorite authors of all time, a gentleman by the name of Jim Collins. He wrote the amazing book, Good to Great. And this quote has been attributed to him for a long time. And that quote is, if you have more than three priorities, that means that you don't have any. I always go into organizations and I'm blown away when trainings are taking place or they're doing their strategy and planning meetings. And I hear someone say, here are our 13 priorities for Q1 or here are our, 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 our eight priorities for the year. And I'm like, those aren't going to get finished. Those are too many. If you have more than three priorities, then you don't have any. What I'm going to challenge all of us to do is this right here, to spend time on what's most important. Most people don't know what's most important because they haven't planned their day. They haven't sit down, sat down to identify what's most important. But that's not going to be you because you're watching this right now. That's not going to be people on your team because you're going to be locked in identifying what's most important. And if you're asking yourself, well, Antonio, um, what, what if everything is important? If you want to know what's important, what's not important, important means it generates results. For me, you know, one thing that's important to me and my business is revenue, is making money, okay? That's important to me. So when I'm going through my to-do list, when I'm looking at emails, many times based on what's going on in the day, my energy is on which of these emails, which of these tasks is going to generate revenue. And I focus on that first. So you have to decide what's most important and what's going to generate the most results. And you can spend the most time there. I'm going to take us back real quick. I'm a big um, Stephen Covey fan. If you've happened to ever read the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I'm sure many of you have. If you've read the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Effective People, say I have in the chat right now. Something that uh, Dr. Stephen Covey talks about in that book is the time management matrix. 
And the time management matrix has basically four key quadrants. And here's what the quadrants are right now. Quadrant one are things that are urgent and important. You know, it's a crisis, it's a problem, big deadline. Those are real things that are hard to ignore. Quadrant three, right below quadrant one, those things that are, those are the things that are not important. And those are the things that are not urgent. Interruptions, emails, all those kind of things. Believe it or not, most professionals spend all of their time in quadrant three. Now, quadrant four, those are things that are not important and they are not urgent. We're talking about surfing the net, busy work, uh, stuff that just doesn't generate any results whatsoever. But where the magic happens, where the magic happens is if we are willing to spend our time in quadrant two. This is where we do planning. This is where we build relationships. This is when we identify new opportunities. This is when we do those activities that prevent crazy things from happening. This is staying in shape, physical fitness, etc. It's not urgent, but it's absolutely important. If you want to learn more about this, I'm going to invite you to check out the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, I promise you, uh, you'll be happy that you did so. Okay, I want to get into the second uh, agenda item, and that is personal space and time. We're not giving ourselves enough personal space and time. And what I'm going to lovingly, lovingly challenge you to do is to have some time in your schedule, some blocks when you are unavailable. When you are unavailable, like, hey, from every day, from four to five, I am unavailable because you're going to be working on something that's important. Maybe for you, you know, based on the tone, based on the vibe of your day that, you know what, that should probably be the first hour of my day as opposed to the last hour. Maybe you're going to decide that your lunch break, that hour, 30 minutes, whatever you get, you're not going to take your phone. You're not going to eat at your desk. So you can be unavailable. That's going to allow you to recharge again. That's going to allow you to uh, get focused. I think what we forget nowadays is that just like phones have to recharge, so do we, because we're so busy going, going, going. But we need that pause. We need that 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 break. And that's why sometimes when people take these breaks, either they will do something that's not related to work, like listen to a podcast, connect with a friend, read a book, meditate, maybe even take a nap. But I'm going to, again, lovingly challenge you to find a way to get some personal space and time each day. Maybe it's not a full hour you can get, but if you can get in 15, 30 minutes here and there, that's going to be better than nothing. And odds are, if you don't have it scheduled, if you don't have it blocked off, it is not going to happen. So schedule it. Earlier, I talked about meetings. And if you're like um, a lot of professionals out there, you probably have meetings nonstop. If you have too many meetings, I want you to write in the chat right now, too many meetings. We all wonder, like, how is work actually getting done? How... Are things actually getting accomplished because we are in so many meetings? No one is able to actually get into flow with their work because they're in a meeting all the time. We're asking, you know, really smart, educated professionals to do great work in these small increments. 
You know, you're not going to do your best work in a 15 minute sprint, right? We need that uninterrupted time. It's so important. So I'm going to give you a few things you can do to set some meeting boundaries. Uh, Here we go. This is going to, I already know people are already getting defensive and I know people are going to say, I can't opt out. Don't attend meetings unless you absolutely have to, unless you absolutely have to. And if the, the tone has been set and you've been told you can't opt out, you have to attend. One of the best things you can do is to renegotiate that. Whoever is making that decision, there's an opportunity to renegotiate. And the only way you're going to be able to renegotiate this with success is you go in and you have to share what the stakes are. And that means you're saying, hey, because I'm spending X amount of time in all of these meetings, here is what's not happening. Here are the results that are not happening for our department, for our team, for our organization. If you just go in and say too many meetings, I'm not going to go anymore. You're going to be met with resistance and it's not going to work. However, if you can go in like a negotiator with a good attitude and you go in like a lawyer ready to show your case, here's what's at stake. Here's what we're missing out on because I'm in all these doggone meetings that are wasting time. We're losing revenue. We're losing staff. We're losing customers. If you can lay that out for them, you may be able to opt out of some of those meetings. Um, And again, if you can't always opt out of those meetings, another suggestion you can make is, hey, request a phone call instead of Zoom or face-to-face. A lot of people email you. like They want the one-on-ones like, hey, let's have a quick meeting about this. And I'm like, no, let's have a quick phone call about this. Better yet, send me an email and let me know what you want to discuss so I'm prepared. If you ask someone to send you an email with the agenda of the meeting or what they want to get out of the meeting, guess what? You may not get a response because people have not planned. They have not thought about their day. They have not thought about actually what they want to get out of it. They're figuring things out in real time, and that's costing you your time, your energy, and your peace. So especially when it comes to people wanting to do one-on-ones, you can kindly request that, A, hey, send me an email about what you want to discuss. Let's see if we can get this done via email. Or B, let's have a quick phone call. Real talk, y'all, I'm at the point where I don't need to see your face anymore. I know that we, <laughs> I know we've been on uh, Zoom nonstop and Teams and all these other platforms. I am more than okay if I don't see your face. I can hear your voice and we can make magic happen. I let people know even when I get on Zooms, you're not going to see my face these days. And make sure that's something that you possibly can do as well. And hey, look at this. Do something most people don't do anymore. Pick up the phone with an email chain or Slack messages or whatever internal messaging system you use or your DMs get out of control and people just going back and forth nonstop pick up the phone. You can solve something in seconds picking up the phone that will go back and forth all dog on day. Something else you can do is this right here. Propose shorter meetings. Propose shorter meetings. I think there, there, unless, you know, it's, it's physics are involved and atomic theory, 
Meetings should be 30 minutes or less. And the reason why meetings go on too long, because most people don't identify what they want to get out of the meeting. Why are we here? Oh, this is our weekly. Okay, what are we doing in our weekly? What is the outcome we want taking all these people away from the desk, from their work, from our customers, from our clients? What is the outcome we're getting out of this? What is the win we're getting out of this? Just because we've always done this doesn't mean we have to continue doing it. Again, one thing you're going to have to do is find kind ways to hold people accountable. If people don't have agendas for meetings, you probably shouldn't go. Jeff Bezos from Amazon is really clear about this, like in his meetings. I do some research on Jeff Bezos and, and how they do their meetings and their structure and what's that all about. Again, if you're trying to avoid a meeting, just say, hey, what's the agenda? What outcome are we looking to make in the meeting? And you'll find that people don't have anything. And hey, this is real right here. Unless absolutely urgent, decline last minute meeting request. Again, unless absolutely urgent. Hey, I'm currently working on project X, Y, or Z. I'm in talking to client. I'm doing so-and-so. I can't do this. Can we talk tomorrow? Okay, let's talk about communicating boundaries real quick, something we don't do enough. We just assume if we get passive aggressive, if we get enough of a bad attitude, if we get curt in a Slack message or curt in an email, people are going to know that we need boundaries. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. We have to communicate boundaries with others. And here are the, these, those boundaries that need to be established. You need to establish some boundaries with yourself. Like we don't have, we talk, we, we think about other people. We always want to set boundaries with other people, but very rarely do we want to set boundaries with ourselves. Turn off distractions on your phone. Turn off notifications. Close your door. Take, turn the ringer off on your phone. Put a sign on your door or your chair that says you're currently unavailable. Go to the a local coffee shop nearby to go get some work done. Leave your office. Wear, wear headphones. Whatever you need to do to get focused, to get work done. But I'm going to invite you to first set boundaries with yourself. And by the way, if you haven't set boundaries and you've been with the same company for three years or five years or department, team, et cetera, they're going to be hard because you've allowed certain things to happen and you never spoke up for yourself. But now slowly but surely, you're going to need to do that. You can set some boundaries with your manager when it's appropriate, and but you must do this with tact ease into it. And make sure when you share these boundaries, you make sure you share why you're doing this and the results it's going to generate, the why, the goal that's targeted. You can set boundaries equally with your staff. And hey, this is real right here. You can set boundaries with your, your family as well. Uh, I talked about blocking off time for yourself. Uh, <laughs> guess, guess what time I block off for me? Like 4.30 a.m. to like 6.30 a.m. or 4.30 a.m. to 6. I can block it off because everybody's sleep. But hey, guess what? It happens. I can get my workout in. I can get my meditation in. I can listen to an audio book. My top five are happening then. Okay, real quick. Let's go here. Let's go to relationship boundaries. You know, the people we talk to at the office on a regular basis. This is basic, but I'm sharing this because it's important. And I realize how much energy is drained in doing this. And what I want to share is something basic. It may sound like middle school or high school, but it's worth sharing. And that's this. Don't participate in or allow gossip or rumors. Like this, this happens far too much. What we're talking about right now, we're talking about your energy. We're talking about your time. 
We're talking about your peace. When you participate or allow gossip or rumors, those kind of things to happen, that drains you. That doesn't pour into you. That takes away from you. And if you're negotiating with yourself right now saying, well, hey, I just listen. I don't say anything. I want you to know that if you say nothing while drama is taking place, while rumors are taking place, while gossip is going on, you are complicit. If you're there, but you're not saying anything like, hey, y'all, maybe we shouldn't be talking about this person behind their back. If you have an issue with them, have a conversation with them. Or if you don't leave when these things are happening, okay, set those relationship boundaries. All right. The last thing we're getting into is saying no. You know, we always talk about you got to say no, you got to say no, but enough of us are not saying no. We're giving kind of, we're giving those fake no's, those, those kind of no's. It's like, do you ever know those people who they end uh, statements like with the high inflection at the end and you don't know if they're making a statement or they're asking a question, like they'll say something to the tune of, I'm going to the store. And you're like, are you asking me if you're going to the store or are you going to the store? I want you to be clear when you say no, no is no. Now, uh, you can be kind about how you do this, of course, but it's okay to say no. And I also want to remind everyone nowadays that being clear and direct is not a bad thing. Add rude into that. That's a different uh, scenario. But being clear and direct is not a bad thing. So again, be clear, be direct. Something I mentioned earlier is being willing to negotiate. Someone's trying to put more work on your plate. They, oh, we need this by the end of the day. It's already 420. And they're like, yo, we need this by the end of the day. Here's how you negotiate someone saying, we need this by the end of the day. Do you really need this by the end of the day? When do you absolutely need it by? For real, when do you absolutely need this by? And you may find out, they'll say, well, actually, you know what? I don't need it until uh, before my meeting tomorrow at three. But guess what? We end up staying late, feeling resentful, getting mad because we don't ask this follow-up question. I need you to negotiate. Do you really need this by the end of the day? I have plans tonight, okay? When do you absolutely need it by? All right, here's another one right here. If they tell you they, they, they add something else on your plate, you have to do one more thing. What you say is like, hey, look, I also have to do this other project. Which project takes priority? Well, well both are important. I hear you. But if everything's important and nothing is important, I also am working on this project. Which project takes priority? Because so many people are overwhelmed right now and they don't know what to work on. And the reason why they don't know what they should work on, or maybe even they're working on the wrong thing, because they're not asking that question. So I want to empower you to be willing to negotiate for yourself. So look, this is what we hit on today over the course of this 30 minutes. We talked about identifying what's most important, personal space and time. We talked about meeting boundaries. We talked about communicating boundaries, relationship boundaries, and saying no. Hey, thank you so much for listening to The Antonio Nev Show. For more information about the episode you just heard, just head on over to my website at theantonionevs.com. 
Look, if you still haven't followed the Antonio Neff Show or left a review just yet, I kindly, you hear that word? I kindly invite you to do so right now. And if you know someone that would dig this episode you just heard, hit that share button and send it to them right now. All right, I will see you back here next week with another great episode. In the meantime, remember the best is ahead when you work and listen to this and believe that the best is ahead. Things begin to change for the better. Never forget, you have a say in this.